The Thomas Fire was a massive wildfire that affected Ventura and Santa Barbara counties and one of multiple wildfires that blew up in Southern California during December of 2017. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. But for most of this month, we're sponsored by Tourism Ireland. Picture this, fresh air, stunning landscapes, live music, unique experiences you can't find anywhere else. Trust me, this is Ireland. I was just there. All you have to do is press the green button and you too can be there. The fire began on December 4th, north of Santa Paula near Steckel Park and south of Thomas Aquinas College. We pick it up in progress this day in weather history. The name of the fire came to be known as the Thomas Fire because of its flashpoint at that college. The blaze started fast and moved even quicker, reaching the city of Ventura, where in the span of one night, over 500 residences were destroyed. The fires in California get worse and worse every year, it seems. So many are worried about the big one, the great earthquake that will slide everything west of the San Andreas Fault into the Pacific Ocean in a massive liquefaction of the coast. In my opinion, more attention needs to be paid to the big burn, where if preemptive measures are not put in place right now, there may not be anything left standing to fall into the ocean. The fire began burning through the rugged Santa Inez Mountains and threatened several small communities along the coast of Ventura. There, it spread its burn path through the Los Padres National Forest and into Santa Barbara County. At its worst, the Thomas Fire involved over 8,500 firefighters in the fight to contain the blaze. This is actually still the largest mobilization of firefighters for any one wildfire in California history. The crews concentrated on protecting the southern portion of the county, communities including Carpinteria and Montecito. But it was the fires that burned in the foothills of the Santa Inez Mountains that proved to be the toughest, given just how inaccessible that location is. Enter now the legendary Santa Ana Winds. You're listening to This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada, where, through December 22nd, we're sponsored by Tourism Ireland. While there for a week during November, I had a chance to meet the grandson of the woman who took the weather reading that helped the Allies win World War II. You can find out more about that in an upcoming episode. These unusually strong and persistent winds were the largest factor in just how fast and vast the spread of the fire was. For two weeks, this very inconveniencing atmospheric phenomenon would stick in place, making matters consistently worse while contributing to the consistent growth and size of the Thomas Fire. At its height, the wildfire was powerful enough to generate its own weather. This would qualify it as a straight-up firestorm. This was now a terrifying nightmare. You had streaks where the fire would be advancing at a pace of an acre or almost half a hectare per second. And that wind. Remember that wind is normally the dry part of any storm. So it was in this instance also drying up all the humidity that may have been in place. The dry conditions are kindling for any forest fire, but consider this on top of everything else. This area, along with most of Southern California, had already been in the driest March through December period ever. Now you take dry wind and you force it over already drought-stricken land that is already on fire? Evacuations were ordered or warned for all neighborhoods that sat below the areas recently burned by the Thomas Fire and other wildfires. This was called learning from history. 
And while November is the typical beginning of the rainy season in California, the first measurable rain for this affected area would not be recorded until January 8th of the next year. Quick math tells me that is over a month since the fires began. Now here's another side effect you may not see immediately but is very real. With all natural vegetation burnt, flash floods and mud flows would now invade and overwhelm homes in Montecito when the heavy rains arrived. And by January 10th, at least 21 people had been killed by the sudden and devastating flooding and debris flows that followed the heavy rains. In the rush, the slides also took with them over 100 homes. The fire destroyed almost as many residences in several rural communities located deep in the hard-to-reach rugged mountain terrain of Ventura County. By the time it was mercifully over, it had burned around 281,893 acres, that is close to 115,000 hectares, before finally being brought under control on January 12th. It was the largest wildfire in modern California history at the time. The sad part of this story, and something I led this podcast off with, was this fact. This 2017 fire, for how brutal it was, was surpassed by the Ranch Fire, part of the Mendocino Complex in August of 2018. Keeping score at home? Yes, these fires are gaining in their frequency. And we'll likely see more California fires in the future of this podcast, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is December 10th, and we will be looking at a most remarkable achievement by one of the world's most remarkable relief organizations, the Red Cross. It was on this day in 1917, after three years of a brutal ongoing war, when the Norwegian Nobel Committee awarded the Nobel Peace Prize to the International Committee of the Red Cross. That's all tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May. And sponsored right through December 22nd by Tourism Ireland. Remember, mark this down, December 21st, special podcast episode dedicated to the winter solstice, the way that they would experience it at Newgrange in Ireland.